Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Welcome to the No Podcast with me, Nikki Spo. What is up, my friends? You are listening to the No with me, Nikki Spo, and today we are going to hear from stylist extraordinaire Kimmy Sussman. I can't wait. The New York native found her fashion path at the tender age of five, alongside her parents at their leading ladies boutique in Long Island. For years, Kimmy Sussman entertained herself playing dress up, styling window displays and giving clients her opinion. She is a cheerleader in terms of style. She wants you to feel your best and look your best. And in retrospect, she would have never suspected that what started off as a childhood experiment, childhood bewilderment, that this would become one of her greatest passions. Professionally, Kimmy Sussman has worked in the fashion industry for over 12 years in management, sales, buying, merchandising, and styling from London to New York City and back to Miami. Her impressive portfolio ranges from music videos, television, celebrity styling, advertisements, editorials, runway shows, and live appearances. Her client list includes Timbaland, Juliana, and Bill Rancic, Foreigner, Camila Bell, Mariah Carey, Dominic Cooper, Cotton Incorporated, MTV, People Style Watch, Universal Records, Ocean Models, Ocean Drive, and so much more. With a keen eye for detail, a zeal for fashion, music, and third world travels is where Kimmy Sussman draws her eclectic taste and inspiration. Kimmy is known for her dynamic spirit, intoxicating personality, and dedicated work ethic. Kimmy understands the demands of the industry. She keeps clients happy with a few good belly laughs. Kimmy resides between Miami, New York City, and London with her Grammy award-winning drummer husband, Reese Bridges of Dirty Vegas. I am excited for you to hear from her today. She's going to give us some pointers. She's going to tell us how she started her career. And she's a huge inspiration, man. I have to give you like the background on why this is deep for me. And then we're going to get personal with Kimmy Sussman. I'm excited. I think you're going to like it. Let's go. I grew up loving fashion design. I made clothes on my own by cutting up shirts and old garments. Uh, My grandmother actually taught me how to sew properly on her old necky sewing machine, which I actually still have. Um, I I designed my own like super wacky slash shocking homecoming dresses during high school. And during my senior year, I produced my own fashion show of 57 head to toe looks to raise money for big brothers, big sisters of Miami which ultimately landed me with a scholarship to the Miami International University of Art and Design for fashion design. If I had to say who one of my fashion icons was during that time of my life, it would be Gwen Stefani, hands down. It was a beautiful and magical escape into fantasy land. And for many years, fashion represented a sort of freedom for me. It was something that I could control in my life. And then as I began to experience like, 
cyberbullying and real life intimidation from other people, especially like outside of my relationship with my now husband, because of like our age difference or my background as a Miami Heat dancer, I started to put myself in a box. And like the messages were to blend in, don't stand out, don't wear that, don't be pretty. That's definitely too wacky. A coach's wife shouldn't be wearing that. And so that's what I began to do. I was I wanted so desperately to be accepted by other people or by our social circle that I did just that. I muted myself. I muted a part of me that was a huge part of I, of my identity. In doing that, I had to one do a shit ton of inside work on myself, which has taken a lot of time and it's a, it's like an ongoing thing. And two, slowly start recovering my creative expression through style and also redefining my edge as I move through stages of womanhood and, you know, ultimately motherhood. I love fashion and I was sick of feeling weirdly ashamed that I loved fashion and I was so sick of judging myself. So the specifics of this story may or may not resonate with our listeners. But as I've mentioned in previous episodes, the circumstances may be different, but the feelings are all the same. And I think women go through these pressures. We want to feel beautiful from the inside out. We do the hard work of evolving our spirits and we want our outside world to reflect what we feel inside. And then we're pressured to keep up with society, right? Like, and, and be the perfect ideal of a woman and what it's appropriate to wear to work and what is flattering, but not too sexy because hello, don't give people the wrong idea. And we have children and our bodies change and our entire wardrobes are compromised now. So we are humans with many, many emotions and some of those feelings are complicated. So my questions for you today are all centered around how to help women and men feel confident and empowered by dressing to their aesthetic ideals, their body types, their budgets, and their experiences. How did you, Kimmy, how did you get into this space where you are now styling, you know, celebrities, but also like us regular gals, right? What was your first job in fashion and how did you land your first styling opportunity? Thank you for sharing that because it's, it's so deep, isn't it? Like you would think that, wow, there's, there was such a vulnerability that you shared of like how, you know, even just dressing on the outside made you feel on the inside, which is people don't even, I think, grasp that. How I got started in fashion, I was born into fashion. My parents owned a killer um, women's boutique in New York. And I grew up playing with the mannequins, playing with the clothes, being a cheerleader for a lot of the girls in the fitting rooms. It was like those European fitting rooms. So there'd be like 10 women in at one time. And this cute little blonde girl would come bouncing in and be like, oh, I like that on you. So that's kind of it. You know, fashion feels like home for me in a lot of that sense, because that's what I grew up in. Ultimately, the way I landed my first fashion job, I went, I left in New York, I was a massage therapist. And, you know, it's just me and a client in the room. Moved out of the wellness field. And when I was moving to Los Angeles, I wanted to make friends. I started working in in a boutique because that's where what felt familiar. And I knew I was going to meet great people. I moved from like LA to Miami to London to Miami. So when I was in London, I started writing a business plan. And my business plan was to create like a women's styling agency. And I partnered up with one of the girls that worked in the shop with me. We started a great little company. And while I was doing that company and helping individuals, I 
was in a shop to like supplement my income. And this amazing woman came in. She was radiant. She was light. And we were chatting and her name was Daria Hines. She's Gregory Hines' daughter, but she's an amazing artist in her own right. And Daria and I were just vibing, talking New York, talking clothing. And she's like, do you know anybody who can style a shoot? And I was like, yeah, I can do it. And she's like, great. I'm going to put you in touch with the producer. And I had no, I've never done that before. And she put me in touch with the producer. And the next thing you know, I'm like on the phone with a producer from Los Angeles and I'm styling a Timberland music video the two days later. <laughs> Stop it. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So you're telling me that you had no experience styling this type of experience, like this, you had no experience styling this type of job, right? And she's asking you, do you know anybody? You're like, me, 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 I can do it. Knowing that you hadn't done anything like that. I never did. And I was just like, you know, this is a moment, right? Like this is an opportunity and I can either put her in touch with one of the millions of stylists that I've met that have come through the rotating door of the retail store, or I could just kind of go for it. And I went for it. So here you are on the set with Timbaland. Did you know who he was? Yes. I'm a hip hop girl. (laughs) So did you style him personally? I did. You did. Right. What was it like working on a set on set of a hip hop video? I mean, that was my first big production set, but I, you know, now that I'm more seasoned, um, but I love working on a hip hop set. I love working on a music video set. You know, the hours are very long, but with hip hop, it's fun, you know, cause like, first of all, when they're playing the song, you know, the, you got the beat, you're feeling the vibe, you're moving, you have like, yeah, dance. cause it's always a production. It's not just, you know, it's, it's a production. And, um, so hip hop sets are fun and then they always want like the new drip, right? They want like the hottest new clothes. For instance, when I worked on an Indian rocker band and I did a music video for them, they're like, can I just wear my black grungy jeans that I pulled out of my suitcase and like my old beat up Converse, you know, so it's a very different vibe. But um, yeah, it's really fun to be on a hip hop music video. As a stylist, you get to like go and pull all the new stuff from all the best brands. Oh, yeah. Do you turn up on set? Like, do you guys go ham and party and have fun. I'm not going to say that that's never happened. (laughs) So I've never been on set of like a hip hop video and I feel like it would just be so much fun. Yeah. I mean, look, it's work, you know, there's a time for professionalism and then there's like in between breaks, you know, you got to kind of keep your, your spirits going because it's a long day. What came next after that? Did the accounts just like start to roll in after booking like a job that, that substantial? I I was pretty fortunate. Um, Well, Tim, people called me again. So I did um, another shoot with Tim. And then Daria called me and I did something with her and Mariah Carey, which was great. And then I got a call for this 24 hour runway fashion show. And so it was a really nice snowball effect. All the while I was still doing this iStyley company. There was a pulse about it that definitely kept me interested in wanting to go in that direction. You had to have knocked that first job out of the ballpark because if not, they weren't going to call you back. Thank you. Also, there's a part about being humble on set and like knowing how to be with people because that's such a part of the job is really making artists feel comfortable. You know, there's more to it than just clothing. It's a job of service and I'm of service to these artists and to to my clients. And so... You know, it's really just about providing like a comfort and a warmth 
that they're in a safe place in a safe environment. You must have been working with some pretty big budgets um, in that realm. I remember feeling really intimidated when I was in college and just after college, like not having the budget to buy clothes and gowns for some of the events that I was starting to go to with my now husband. I was a total rent the runway gal. I should, I should actually hit rent the runway up and see if they want to like be a part of my podcast because I spent so much money with them in my earlier days of like, even till this day, like when I go to events that I know I'm I like, I'm going to see a bunch of people. I'm like, I'm never going to wear that dress again. Obviously there's a place for luxury fashion, but how do you, how do you work with clients budgets who aren't buying designer everything? I feel like it's a very small window of people that can buy designer everything. Like, you know, it's funny when you're working on big productions, like you would think the budgets are huge, but the budgets are huge for the whole production so you have to put in like lighting and and location and all these things so oftentimes I am left with a little budget we're a little bit magicians because we do have to like punch out amazing looks but sometimes we have no budget for it and like honestly you know a great jacket of Valentino is three to five k right and then we're not talking leather and we're not talking fur when I'm working with my personal and private clients and we're doing budgets what are you going to splurge on and what are you going to save on like outerwear, shoes, handbags. So the stuff that's going to have longevity in your closet that you're going to keep for years and years. Right. People that have a champagne taste, but the beer budget, right? Um, so something I love doing, and it's a tool that I give my clients, I'm like, go into Saks, go into Moda Operandi, go into Intermix, go into these online stores and make your baskets and just keep them in there. And inevitably, half of it will still be there on sale, right? So it's like your own little wish list. Because merchandise needs to move. So that's some like a tip that I always give to people. Also, like shopping what you know. So I know that I love an Eero t-shirt. It's $156. I might not want to buy 10 of them, but I love them. They're like kind of like my go-to. I love the way the linen hangs. And I love that. And I know I'm an extra small. So like sometimes if I'm bored at six in the morning, I'm like, oh, let me just go in the real real. And then like, I'll find four in an extra small. And they're $30 each. I don't have the patience. Like my problem is that I don't have the patience to like do the thrifting. Like I don't, I like, I get anxiety from like actually having to look around, but like, how do you, how do I get past that? The trick to that one, I think would be to do like not the goodwills, but to kind of go to a more boutique vintage store so that they kind of already do the weeding for you. Like in London, they have the best vintage stores in LA has great ones. We need to get that plane ticket to, to London is what we need to do, right? Online is such a good source. How do you define style? By uniqueness, right? Like being unique to you. I don't want to live in a world where everybody looks the same. I don't want everyone to wear the same thing and look the same way. So I think style is really you being true to yourself, but like learning to do that in the best way. How do I grow that to like be a working wardrobe? But I definitely think it's about being unique and having self-esteem, wearing it with confidence because that's your best accessory. Like if you have confidence and even if you're faking it till you make it, like I had to do on like day one of my job, do it because eventually you start believing your own inner voice. And that's really important message with style. I love that. Like, so there's, right. There's a part of this where it is fake it till you make it. But then the more that you start to do that sometimes and you start to say the things, even if they don't, they don't, you're like, no, but that's not real just yet. 
like the more you practice it, the more you start to believe it and the more you can start to live it in your everyday life and actually become that message. I've been doing my research around the block on you, Miss Kimmy, and I have consistently heard that having you in your clients' closets feels like having their biggest cheerleader on deck with them. And you mentioned being that person um, before, like that cheerleader, like the girl in the shop who's coming into their fitting room and being your biggest cheerleader. Um, How does it make you feel to know that people feel that way about you? Oh, that's really, really kind. That's special. Uh, Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for doing your research and letting me know that I'm so loved. I appreciate that. Um, You are. I love people. And um, I'm glad that that exchange is felt when I'm in that space with them, that um, they're trusting me. I just feel so blessed because the universe has brought me all amazing people. Are you honest? So like, will you tell somebody like, no, 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 you can't. We're not we're not going out in that mama. Yes, absolutely. I'll be like, no, that's not working. You know, um, I am honest because they're trusting me it, and it's done in a, in, in a gentle way, but it's more just kind of like teaching them the tools, like why that shoe is wrong. Like, I think honesty is so important because you never get honesty when you're shopping, really. Right. Because people need to make an earn a living. And so they're kind of pushing product on you, not for any other reason, you know but it's their livelihood. There's so many items in my closet that I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I totally, I got sold. I got sold and I bought the thing and I, and now I'm not doing anything with it. And like a lot of times, even it's like the inexpensive stuff too, that, that winds up sitting in my closet. I'm like, I don't care if this thing was from Walmart and it was $7 and it only cost me $7. Like it's sitting in my closet now and I'm not wearing it. I've done like closet edits, right? And I'll put all the stuff in a pile and I'm like, that right there is a Chanel bag. Or that right there is a plane ticket somewhere. Knowing that you bring that sense of confidence and that people trust you, how does this give meaning to your work? Which part of being a stylist is like the most gratifying for you? The more I work with someone, the more I see their self-confidence, you know, building or when somebody kind of steps out in something that they feel great in, you could see how it, you know, you see a different pep in their step. You see a little boost. You see a little you know, light turn on. And I think that that's really beautiful because it's, it's important to feel good about yourself, whether it's, you know, from a superficial source or not, you know, because it's not superficial if it makes you feel well and if it makes you feel good and people lose, we lose ourselves, whether we become new moms, whether we survived an illness, whether we're recently divorced and had, you know, a terrible couple of years, or we're coming out of a pandemic, we lose our way. And if there's someone who's there to help assist you on that journey, I think that's very rewarding for me, you know, that people have that confidence that they they trust in me and that I help them along their, their path of feeling well. I feel like you're speaking to my soul right now. I kind of boxed away this fashion interest and like this interest in style that I had for so long because I felt like I was judging myself as being like superficial when really like I love I love fashion and design, you know, and so I've, I've been excited to be on my own journey to like returning to that. I agree with you. Like who, who is to say that this is superficial? Like I know who I am, right? Like I'm doing my own inside work. And so 
like this is just a byproduct of that, you know, being able to express myself through fashion for me, it's like, this is, this makes me feel good. And I already, I know that that's not the the sole reason in my life that I feel good, that I'm not defined by my material right. things. It's just something that I happen to also enjoy in addition to all the other things that make my life whole and complete. Fashion is art. It's, you know, it's, moving living art that we all get to like be in and touch and there's beautiful creators and super clever minds that are bringing that to us so you know it's not just superficial and there's nothing superficial about doing something that makes you feel light and fun just be just be and enjoy take it easy right take it it easy but on that note like what are you wearing tell me about this tell me about what you chose to wear today well i'm on a farm living out of a suitcase (laughs) I bought this vintage. This is actually something that I did like find on a steel. It's an acne, um, really beautiful army green, which is my favorite color because it brings out my eyes. <laughs> um, buttoned down with like um, detailed button and uh, yellow stitching. So it's kind of got that country vibe, but it's really chic and it's silk. And then I just paired it with like a beat up pair of old Levi jeans that have holes everywhere. And I'm wearing these great snake skin python um platform sandals so some people would put this on and be like this doesn't make sense oh yeah i want you to do a flexible move and put your leg up and let me see your shoes right it's been a while from no i'm serious show me your shoes (laughs) okay well then here's my holy jeans i love it i love this right now i love your holy jeans and i love your platforms oh my gosh they're amazing yeah so it's just kind of like i I want to hire you find me a pair of those please Girl, I got you. So I love a python because I think it just makes everything fun, right? Like, it's just super fun. Super. How, how tall are you, Kimmy? I'm five, two and a half, and I need my half, so I'm taking it. But the way that you carry yourself is like you are six feet tall. Like, you stand on top of the world, and you have so much confidence. And I think that's part of, like, why, like why it's important that we, like, we – take ourselves seriously. Right. But also have fun with it. And we can show up as we are, how we want to express ourselves so that we can feel like we're the six feet tall or, you know, whatever that means for you. How does it feel to make a killing doing something that you love so much? I think a lot of us want to be in that space to make good and great money while doing work that we really, really love. Well, first off, thank you for that reminder, you know, because it's nice that you see that. Um, and reminding me that like, I need to be so grateful that I'm able to kind of do what I love, you know, and take care of myself and my family at the same time through it. And work is work. You know, there's definitely parts to the job that is, you know, more difficult than fun. And I just work hard and I, and I like to share it. I like to not just share it with clients, but I, but I like to share it with people that are aspiring to do the same thing. I don't really turn down jobs and I'm always humble and I'm grateful that my phone rings. What is your advice to stylists who are just starting their careers? Be prepared to work hard. Be prepared to know that you're replaceable. So come with a good attitude because nobody likes a bad attitude on set for 14 hours or in their home, in their private space. You know, you really need to be a warm, kind willing person. What is your advice for women who are looking to redefine their style and start feeling confident in what they're putting on their bodies every day? Sometimes we want to elevate our style, right? We've grown out of a phase like from our 20s to our 30s. Kind of collect a bunch of images and see where your eye's going. See what your theme is. 
And that's a great jumping point, right? Because you could be like, wow, I really like classic pieces. I'm really into black, grays, whites. Oh, I'm super into color, you know, so you can kind of see where your eye goes. And then remember, building a wardrobe is like building your museum. It's a slow build. So just get start investing smart, start going slowly and build it like piece by piece. And you'll see like sometimes a white button down can open up like four pairs of pants in your closet that you haven't been wearing because you didn't know what to wear it with. Playing in your closet during downtime is always great. You know when something feels good and looks good. I feel like we all know that deep down. Wear what works, what makes you feel good. I can't tell you how many times I actually like, I hold on to something because I think it's going to work. And every single time I look at the piece, I'm like, no, 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 it won't work because X, Y, and Z. And I have a different excuse for it every single time. And I've now finally gotten to a place where I can be like, okay, this, this piece has got to go. Like, I don't care if I haven't worn it. Like I, it's just got to go. Like, I just know. And like how you're saying, like, you know, when something feels good, you also know when something doesn't feel good. If you keep staring at something that doesn't give you a good feeling, Right. Like that is like a subliminal message that you don't even realize you're taking in. Right. Like every time you're looking at it and you're like, oh, that look, like, I like, it looks bad on me or like you're saying it's like a negative conversation. So just piece that baby out. I love that. OK, so let's let's close up and have some fun. I'm going to play a game of this or that with you. Rapid fire this or that. Is it me or is it on trend? OK, you what me, you me. would do blazer or motorcycle jacket blazer. Although I love motos. Skinny jeans or relaxed fit? Relaxed fit, definitely. Zip hoodie or crew neck pullover? Zip hoodie. I'm a New Yorker. You got to have your zip hoodie. Okay. Heels or flats? I already know the answer. Yeah, heels. <laughs> we don't do flats. <laughs> okay. Well, if we have to do a flat type of shoe, are we going with a sneaker or a loafer? Sneaker and combat boot. Love. Dresses or separates? Separates. Okay, you have to pick shoes or handbag. I know. It's a brutal one. I'm going to go with shoes because I always lose my handbag somewhere throughout the night. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Minimal jewelry or statement pieces? I'm going to go with a statement piece. Bold lip or natural? Right now I'm doing natural, but I do love a bold lip. So I'm going to go natural right now. Okay. Right now. For now. Right this now. is your right now answer. Okay. Right. Hair up or hair down? Half and half? No. Uh, <laughs> hair down. Hair funky down. nails or classic? I like a funky nail. Overall style? Edgy or classic? Edgy. And this one is for me personally, Birkenstocks <laughs> or never. But I thought it was about me. I wouldn't do Birkenstocks ever, but I don't look good in them. But there are people that look really cute. How's that for me? That's that fine. Listen, I have like six pairs of Birkenstocks <laughs> in like all the different colors. So this was a, a little testy test. A testy test. Are they all Birkenstocks or like some of them... Like the Valentino one. Okay, four of them. No, four. <laughs> Good question. Four of them are Birkenstocks and then like the other two are like designer Birkenstocks, which I actually have a thing where I don't like to buy 
like designer versions of like a traditional shoe, like like a Birkenstock. Like I found, I bought a pair of Valentino ones that have like these gorgeous flowers all over them, and I I love those. But like I generally avoid like I want if I I want the real thing, like I want the original. I want the Birkenstock, and I don't necessarily want like the Fendi version of the Birkenstock, right. um, or like the Jimmy Choo version of a Timbaland. Right. Um, even though they're they are very beautiful objectively. Right, like you want the Doc Martin, not the. Uh... Yeah, exactly, exactly. I actually have a pair of silver Doc Martins that I got when I was living in Oregon, and um, I still have them, and that's been over ten years now. All right, Kimmy, thank you so much for being here today. You are you are awesome, and I love being around you, and I love hearing you, and I want I want I want you to be my closet cheerleader. Like, I can't wait not that I'm keeping you in the closet. I want you to be my cheerleader in my closet. I want you to come over and help me out. I'm getting a new closet this summer. So I'm going to hit you up and you're going to come help me. We have a date. I'm so excited yes. to come and help you with your closet. And I'm going to be super inspired because I'm leaving London. And I, I, it's like a fire inside of me when I come home from London. I'm so inspired. So I'm excited to share that with you and see you again and hug you again. And thank you so much for having me on. And if any of your listeners want to ever call and ask me for any advice and do a consultation, I'm happy to do that. I'm here to help. So where can people find you? It's Kimmy Sussman on Instagram. And that's K-I-M-M-I-E Sussman. Kimmy Sussman. And just shoot me a DM. Awesome. Kimmy, you the best. My girl, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening to The Know. If you loved this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Words are so powerful and someone may need to hear what we covered today. And if you really loved this episode, please take a moment to rate the show and leave a review. Your comments are so important and valued and they give other listeners insight on what to expect on The Know. You can connect with me personally via Instagram at Nikki Sap Spo and The Know with Nikki Spo. My hope for you today is that you are fearless in looking inward so that you can be your highest, most authentic self and go after the life of your dreams. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.